with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Well, as you guys can see on camera, my dad just gave me chocolates. <laughs> Here. And I took a bite, and I was like, wait, what the heck? And it was two. <laughs> so, you know, these are these are the dark chocolate. These are good. Yeah. They're very good. They're Real organic. Good. Dude, I had French toast. I love French toast. I can make French toast. You know toast. what I had for breakfast? What? Chicken soup. Chicken soup for breakfast? <laughs> this is a true Mexican. What? Uh, who made the French toast? Who made the French toast? Crystal? No, so I come downstairs. So my routine is I, get, I make a pot of coffee. Uh-huh. So I sit down there, and she's like, we have French toast today. I'm like, hook it up because I just bought Dulce de Leche. You know the Dulce de Leche, the caramel? Yes. I just bought it from the store. So I'm like, hook it up. So I ate three, and then I was like, make another five. (laughs) So she brought them in. So I get the the bread, and then I put the butter on it, and then I put the Dulce de Leche on top, and I just just squeeze it like a taco. Do you make it in my (laughs) butt? Do you make it in my heart? The Manara, yeah. No, oh. well, I, well, yeah, I don't make it, but I buy it from the store. They, they sell it now. There's this one place. Actually, I got some from Lithuania. Wow. It's from Lithuania, but it's the same stuff. It's condensed wow. milk cooked. Yeah. Oh. Like a hitta. It's, it's the same thing. So, But it's like just like the way mom makes it. Mm-hmm. Or you could buy it. Nestle makes it. At, you know, you could buy it at yeah. Ralph's. Oh, man, it's chocolate. It's good, too. Mm. <laughs> I, I love that stuff. So anyway, um, we're going to talk about end times. Mm-hmm. So I know last week... On the show, we were talking about talking about it. We we did kind of do an overview of just the kind of the pulse of what's yeah. happening. But this week, I want to talk about what the Bible says and how it plays out chronologically. So let's begin. Just a little background. Let's let's see what Jesus says in Mark chapter thirteen, Sean. Yeah. The, so Mark chapter thirteen is before Jesus would go to the cross. That that last week he spent with his disciples, and this is known as the Olivet Discourse. Um, it says this, um, verse 5 of Mark chapter 13, says this, And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and he will deceive many. But when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled. For such things must happen, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. So he's saying people will come and say that they're he. So like future deception, deception. Yeah. yeah, go for it, Dad. So what? What is? What does all this mean? Well, if you look at uh, prophetical things, you got to go back to the Book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. So we look at a seven thousand year period. That the Bible talks about. From Genesis chapter 1 to verse to to chapter 12, you have a 2,000 year period already fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Okay, from Genesis chapter 12 all the way to the last book of Malachi, the 400 year silence. So that's the end of the Old Testament. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then you come to Matthew chapter Mm 1, there's another 2,000 years historically speaking. So that's four. Mm -hmm. So now from Matthew, all the way to the book of Revelation, chapter 19, second coming, mm-hmm. you have another 7,000, actually another 2,000, mm-hmm. that's 6,000. Numbers, six is the number of men, 
Mm-hmm. Seven is number of perfection. You have seven days in a week. The eighth day starts a new week. Mm-hmm. So you have 6,000 years finished. And then you have when Christ comes back at the second coming to set up the kingdom age. Mm-hmm. So you have this period of time. So when you get to the kingdom age, it's 1,000 years. So now you have 1,000 years times uh, plus seven. That's 8,000 years because eight starts a new heavens and a new earth. Mm-hmm. And it ends up with the white throne judgment in Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Okay. So now let's break that down. So where do you think we are right now at this time? Because Jesus, 2,000 years ago, is talking, mm-hmm. he's talking about the signs of the times when this stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Our last show, we talked about the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. So now, where do you think we are right now? In history, well, I believe right now we're at the end of the actually the end of the uh, Old Testament's done, but I believe also that these are the days where Jesus spoke to us about His coming, and there's only one event, one event right now that's holding us back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the rapture of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, the rapture of the church is where He's going to take out His faithful church, mm-hmm. the church that really believed in Him, and and again I'll say this: it's a remnant of people. It's not the whole church mm-hmm. because, I mean, Paul talks about this, you know, because in chapter four, he talks about the rapture, chapter one, uh, chapter two of Second Thessalonians. He begins to talk about that Antichrist that is rising. But in chapter one, actually, verses one and two of Second Thessalonians, chapter two, he talks about this rapture, you know, when he leaves and when we leave. And then all of a sudden, all hell will break loose. We will know, the church, we will know, and, and this is important, we will know those that have been left behind is because they didn't believe you, they didn't believe Sean, they didn't believe it, they didn't believe the Bible. I have a question yes. about that, about people being left behind. In Matthew seven twenty one, it said, Jesus, Jesus talks about true mm-hmm. disciples. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of the Father in heaven will enter on Judgment Day, which we're going to get to that in mm-hmm. Revelations 20. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws or you workers of iniquity in the King but James. See, that's part of the church right there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so you're saying yes. that there's going to be the rapture People that's going to come yes. and take the church. Yes. Now that just... Yes. That just yeah. divided. That just divided. The These rem- are the people that think they're going to heaven, but they're full time in the world. You know, I've preached about this. Okay, you got these people that accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. They go back into the world. They become worldly, mm-hmm. and they still think because they come to church, they read the Bible, that they're going to be part of that group that are going to be going to heaven. So, what's separating them? Because it says you workers sin. of iniquity. Sin. That's sin. Sin. So it's people. That are going to church. Uh-huh. I mean, since they're casting out demons, they, they're prophesying. They're still on drugs. They still drink. They do all but these they're, things. They're still they're still yeah. caught up in sin. It, even Ephesians, I mean Colossians. I what mean, is it, what does it say? Epistles, Talk about it. it talks about people that are not really walking with God. Mm-hmm. He says that those that are not obeying the word of God, they're the ones that are going to be in. Tra- they're going to be trapped mm-hmm. because they're going to think, "Well, I'm going to church. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this. I'm reading that." And the Lord says, "No, you're not." In the Old Testament, the remnant got separate. The remnant. 
Mm-hmm. You see, when they were let go, God separated a remnant. And I believe all the way through, I marked it in my Bible, mm-hmm. wherever it speaks about a remnant. And in the New Testament, we have a remnant, the real church mm-hmm. that's going to be taken. You know what, Ralph? We're thinking about you saying Colossians and Ephesians, also like Corinthians, mm-hmm. right? So Corinthians is a great example. Mm-hmm. It was a church that was birthed in the midst of a carnal, carnal in, place, mm-hmm. nation, or whatever. Carnal, what, what does that mean? Because we have a lot of evil. listeners that don't. Evil, yeah. Yeah. right? And evil, corruptness, people know what that means. It means that there's darkness, there's evil, there's witchcraft, there's all that kind of stuff. That's where the church of Corinth birthed from. And in a couple years, Paul wrote two letters to them. There's some believe that there was another letter letter that got lost. Um, But he's correcting them. Mm -hmm. He's correcting them because they were playing church. Mm -hmm. They were... Gifts of the Holy Spirit are talked about. So those, obviously the gifts of the Holy Spirit were being used in some aspects. And there were chapters like you spanked But then there's carnality. <laughs> yeah. There's like you're sleeping with, there's um, sexual immorality that's taking place. Yeah, so some guy was carnality. sleeping with his, like, uh, his stepmom his step- or something step- like that. Yeah. So I, I, I bring that up because as Raul's saying right now, you know, God gives us grace mm-hmm. upon our lives. But he does not give, it's not a, a license to sin and continue living a lifestyle of sin because Paul says what he says in Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians that if you continue living this lifestyle, you, you will by no means enter the kingdom of yeah. God. Yeah. And that's what Raul's talking about. And you're bringing up in Matthew chapter 7, they said, Lord, Lord, like yeah. they were casting out demons. There was maybe a work taking place in their life, but there wasn't obedience. There wasn't um, abiding. There wasn't a connection and a relationship with the Lord. I've heard people say, you know, because I've posted some stuff on my social media about, you know, repentance and all this stuff. And, and you know, someone said something like, you know, it's, it's, but it's whosoever, it's just whosoever believes, you know. And I'm like, well, there has to be a transformation. Calvinism. And that's why, well, that's why Jesus says, uh, the word, the word of God says, I will make you a new creation in Christ. That means there's a transformation process. And then what about when Jesus in Matthew 7, 17, he says a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. John yes. 15. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. So here he is. He's talking about. Christians, John 15 tells you the same thing you just read. He says it's like a tree of vine mm-hmm. where these people that are not only thinking they're Christians, you know, you take a vine, you have this fruit coming from the vine, yeah. but then all of a sudden you go out to trim your vine and you see that these dead branches. So what does Jesus do? He says he takes it, he trims it. But the the actual branches that are dried up, he takes, he casts them into the fire. The fire. Because what is the they fire? don't have any fruit. It's useless. It's like a fire. That's yeah, what happens. When you're, not, when you're not connected to the vine mm-hmm. any longer, just a branch, it's of no value. It's of no yeah. use. And that's when somebody is disconnected with the Lord. You're not abiding. And, and in the Bible, Jesus is referred to as the vine. And we believe in abiding. It's abiding every day. We're Calvinists, you know. I mean, you have like John MacArthur's, you know, Calvinists. Then you have the, the Catholic Church or those that are emotional, Pentecostals. Mm-hmm. Calvary Chapel stands in the middle. Because of the word of God. We believe that we abide in Christ. If you really abide in Christ, you're going to have conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't have conviction, you're not a Christian. You know, and the neatest thing about it in John 15, I love Chuck used to teach that he takes it and you can't have it, trims it. And then he separates it. If you trim what is green, it's going to bring forth fruit. But that that is dry is going to burn. Mm-hmm. 
That's the same, and that's the same uh, message that John the Baptist said. You know, repent, repent, and turn to God, and be mm-hmm. forgiven of your sins. Yeah. But there has to be, there has to be a transformation, and that's, and that's going back to this whole rapture thing. Mm-hmm. Is that when Jesus comes for His church? There's tons of scriptures of warnings that if people are not, uh, and and I'm not saying. Just to be clear, like we make mistakes. Yes. We, you know, Christians, we can drift. You, when I say drift, you could get caught up and not read your Bible for like five days and all of a sudden you start cussing again and that old man starts coming to life because the old man is dominating and the, the spirit man is dying. So there are times when we drift and we get back on the right track. We get on those detour routes, as I was referred to. Romans 6 <laughs> Yeah, you'd get on that detour route. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to uh, know that don't live in condemnation, but you, you, if you're not producing good fruit and it's just your life is bad fruit, just look at your life and it's continuous, you got to be careful. I'm not talking about you know messing up here and there. Oh, right. I'm That's talking right. about a continue. I the mean, I, was right well, obviously, yeah. when we're, we're talking about a vine and the thing yeah. di- died, yeah. clearly it's been a long time been before long time. this yeah. thing died. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. an ongoing of yeah. like death yeah. to be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Mar- uh, Matthew 13, he talks about, you know, the four people, no faith. And then you have those that are emotional mm. for a little while. Then you have those that are worldly. Mm. And then those that are really Christians, they bring forth 30, 60, and 100 fruit. They're fruitful. The others are not fruitful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's, a there's a text that your dad taught a couple weeks ago. And everything that we're, we're talking about right now, I feel like is just kind of, if you're talking about the rapture and all these kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and we're talking about, uh, it's an exhortation. Check this out. This is in Luke chapter 21, verse 34. It says, but take heed to yourselves and lest your hearts be weighed down by carousing or drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come on you, on you unexpectedly. For it will come to you as a snare, and those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. He's just saying, don't let these days come upon you unexpectedly, where you're saying, oh, the Lord's not coming back. And then you go back to your old life, you start drinking, you start partying, you start living this carnal life. And then as we're talking about the rapture, we're talking about the remnant and saying, you're not going to be ready. You're not yeah. ready. And that, that's a, it was a great. And it also even says like uh, the, when the bachelor comes home and he, if he finds you out, you know, getting drunk and doing your thing, yeah. that you'll be punished. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what sure. he's talking about in the, in, the, in the punishment. There's so much in the New Testament. You can't get away from it. And going to back to the rapture, it also yeah. talks about uh, two men will be working together in the field mm-hmm. and one will be one taken, taken one left. Uh, on the other, on the, on the left. Yeah. So, and one will be taken left. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken and the other one will be left. Mm-hmm. So there's all these uh, scriptures. scriptures that are, that are pointing. To, and then even in, where is it? talks about you'll be taken up in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 yeah, First Thessalonians chapter first 4, Thessalonians. verse 13. So there's all these things. Okay, so now, boom, you're walking with God. The rapture comes. That means you're taken from planet Earth mm-hmm. and you're brought into heaven. Yes. Then what? Then when you're in heaven, you go to the Bema Seat of Christ. That is, God will take all your works, gold, silver, wood, hay, stubble, and whatever is thrown into the fire, whatever comes out, that will be your reward for serving Christ here. Mm-hmm. There will be Christians there that will receive nothing but salvation. Mm. That's it. So, so in other words, just to break it down a little bit more mm-hmm. for because we have like high school students and people mm-hmm. that listen yeah. to this stuff. So 
everything that you're here on planet earth doing, like you're like, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you have this huge career or if you are the president of the United States mm -hmm. some or some huge rock star or whatever you want to be. <clears throat> At the end of the day, God knows whatever you've done for Christ. <clears throat> that chocolate's in my throat. <clears throat> whatever you do for Christ is the only thing that you're, that's going to last that, that you have the only thing that you do for Christ is the only thing you have to show yeah. when you get to heaven. Yeah. So you could have this massive career and become a billionaire if you yeah. want. Mm -hmm. But if you've done nothing for Christ and all you've done is just gone to church mm -hmm. and you know, you you're like, okay, God, I love you. Forgive me for my sins. And I read the Bible, but you haven't done anything with them. Mm -hmm. That means you're, you, you're showing up yeah. bankrupt in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're in heaven, yeah. but you got nothing. No. And you, Dude, that's you, crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And you won't be able to rule in the kingdom to come. You know, I mean, this, I mean, it's clear, you know, the scriptures. Man. Yeah, I know, Ryan, you, you want the listeners to get like a, a good picture and a, yes. an overview of the whole timeline and everything. And your dad has always taught on prophecy for so many years. But I want to set him up with something very simple yeah. as you, you were going into the rapture. Mm. And because after the rapture, we believe the tribulation period begins. Well, we're there's, there's, three, there's three things, three words, if you've heard this before. Pre-tribulation rapture, mm -hmm. mid-tribulation rapture, mm -hmm. or post-tribulation rapture. Rapture. Well, I know people that don't even believe in the rapture. I know. Oh yeah. But well, because yeah. why that's important? Yes. Because as we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, and you want him to go through what comes next, he can tell you how, what comes next. Perfect. But just break down the difference yeah. between pre-mid and post yeah. real quick. Pre means that we believe that we're going to be raptured seven years before the tribulation period. Mm. Mid-tribulations believe that. The people are going to be raptured in the middle of the tribulation mm -hmm. period. Post tribulation, they believe they're going to be raptured and come right back with Christ mm -hmm. to set up the kingdom. But you see, why would you want to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, seven years, which we believed, I mean, it's going to be pre tribulation, and then, I mean, it's going to be semi tribulation. The last three and a half years of tribulation is going to be horrible, horrible. I mean, and then with us being pre-tribulation, what takes place is that God has not only spoken as we've been saved, we're looking forward to go to the Bema Seat of Christ. We're going to go to the Supper of the Lamb. you got all these things that, that we're looking forward to. People that are in the mid-tribulation, they want to live their life the way they want to. Mm -hmm. And they'll think, well, you know, when Christ comes, I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm going to be raptured. So it that, doesn't that work because, that way. Because in the mid-tribulation, yeah. you would see the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. In the pre-tribulation... You know, we're taking that out, out of the way, though, because the Bible says in Second Thessalonians, I believe, chapter 2, chapter two. that um, the Holy Spirit is the one that is resisting that mm -hmm. unveiling of the Antichrist when the church is taken out of the way. We believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. Then yeah. the Antichrist comes onto the scene. A mid-tribulation would be able to see that Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Things that we're talking about today, mm -hmm. like somebody that's going to bring uh, solutions to problem of government, money. Um, religion, you know, a mid-tribulation would say that they would see those things, but then it would get worse. You know how hard it's going to be in the last seven years of world history? Because those that were not taken at the rapture of the church, the only way to get to heaven is have to be headed. Once you get the mark of the beast, mm. you're done. Okay. There's a lot here, but we, I want to I take you back mm -hmm. because I want to go through this in detail so people kind of understand. So you get, you get rapture. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this thing that in the Bible refers to as in the, the Antichrist. Yes. 
So when you get raptured, how will you know when you see the Antichrist? Okay, we won't know. But we, the, but yeah. people that are here, people on that are left behind here. For First the, of all, the people that weren't walking with God that yeah, thought they were, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like, huh? Oh dang! Well, they're gonna know what's, what happened to Ryan. What happened to Sean? Well, they'll know. You know, yeah, <laughs> they'll know for sure. Okay. And then, so what happens? Yeah, with the so Antichrist? God gives them an opportunity to repent. Yeah. Because the Antichrist is going to say, look at, in order to like what those but How will you know what the Antichrist, like what does the Bible speak of as the Antichrist? What are, the, what are, we, what are, in what are these people looking for? Chapter 13 of Revelation, he talks about yeah. the mark of the beast. Okay, you what can't is buy, that? You can't sell. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a mark that's going to be in your right, in your right hand, or your right, yeah, your right hand, or, or in your forehead. So what's going to take place? Once you take that mark, mm-hmm. he says 666. We really don't know if it's going to be a chip, whatever it is, but it's a mark. Mm-hmm. Once you take that mark or that chip, you're done. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. Now, interesting enough, Dad, now if we look at the signs of the times, even in 2020, uh-huh. there is chips. You're talking about that. Now, now let's, let's look back. This was written 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says that you'll, there, you won't be able to buy or sell anything without the mark. So, you know, if you're reading it back then, it'd be like, what, like a tattoo or like some kind of mark? So interesting now is we saw Dr. Oz a while ago. Oh, yeah. Even in the, getting in the nightclubs, you, even have, you could yeah. implant chips to open your car, to hold your bank account, to hold your, your banking record. It's here. It makes so much sense, even yes. if it's like, okay, well, okay, well, maybe it's not the chip. Maybe it's going to be something else. At the end of the day, it's going to be something. Yeah. From technology, what we're seeing yeah. implanted. No money. It's just you go to yeah. the grocery store. So boom, the technology is there, and it's going to yeah. be some kind of a chip. Uh-huh. Yeah. But God's says. in control. God is giving opportunity. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for the perfect time mm-hmm. to say, okay, church, come up. Now it's going to break. Now, loose. looking at Bible, Bible prophecy also, we know that when the Antichrist, his name's not going to be Mr. Antichrist. Yeah. He's going to be a world leader, but he is, his, his spirit or his being, his whole self is anti against Christ, against God. He's going to show up and he's going to show up in Israel. He's going to come to Israel and he's going to build the temple for the, for the, the, for for the, the Jews. Jews. Yeah. Now, when you go there, when we go on our trips there every other year, yeah. you go to the Temple yeah. Institute and uh, they call it the, um, not, they don't call it the Wailing Wall. They call it the Western Wall. The Western Wall, yeah. And what happens is you go to the Western Wall and when you talk to the Jews there, and you go to the Temple Institute, they have the Ark of the Covenant redesigned, they have the ephod, they have all the instruments. Everything, Everything that they used from mm-hmm. Temple worship back yep. then is yep. recreated there. Mm-hmm. They even have like that, the, um, the menorah is like, yeah. I don't know how many millions of dollars it was, but it's actually already there. They're already breeding the, the ox, yep. the, the, um, the red heifer mm-hmm. for sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So they're already breeding that. You can even Google all the stuff that I'm talking about. Just Google it. It's yep. all there. It all exists. And when you talk to the Jews there, they say, I say, why do you have all this temple stuff going on? What is it for? They said, any day the Messiah will Messiah be here will be and here. he will build the temple for us mm-hmm. to worship. And in scripture, we know that the Messiah, Jesus already came. Mm-hmm. They missed it. Mm-hmm. But the, sec- the next Messiah that's going to come is going to be the false Messiah, the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And they're going to accept the Antichrist. And then they're going to look what is coming and say, how in the world did we miss it? But there'll be but there'll be world peace at this time. Yeah. Right? There'll be world peace because he's gonna come solve 
problems yeah, around the at world. At the beginning, it will be peaceful because yeah. he's going to, he wants to win the people. Right. He's, and, and if there's no uh, monetary system, but only a mark, think of how many people. Well, how do we eat? You know, I mean, if, imagine you don't take the mark of the beast, you've been left behind. Mm-hmm. How are you going to eat? How are you going to go here, go there? So you're going to have to say, okay, I'm going to have to be beheaded. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, com- coming back to 2020, uh-huh. um, Congress in the bill for the for the coronavirus pandemic, they actually had in there. They were trying to get rid of all cash to have a digital currency, which we already have Bitcoin. There's actually several digital currencies already that are operating. Mm-hmm. So the currency already exists. It's just not a world currency. Right. So now when you're reading revelations from 2000 years ago, you're like, yeah, the digital <laughs> currency. If you would have talked about a digital currency 20 years ago, yeah. we, you know, we would have been like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it actually exists. It's here. Everything's here. And yeah. The, the other thing too. And I'm again, honestly, like I'm not trying to like usher yeah. in the antichrist movement, yeah. but even now what they're saying, how, uh, the, the coronavirus, how contagious it is. Right, that's what I was going to say. I don't want cash anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I don't say. even use cash really, but yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. It so. does make sense. And yeah, I was going to, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. As they say that money's so filthy and everything, everyone can agree to it. I mean, when so, you really think about where the, the, this money oh, goes, yeah. it's pretty disgusting. Totally. I mean, you see, you see everything lining up, and that's what the Bible even says is like there's this anti, uh, anti-Christ spirit, spirit. Anti, for, that yeah. John talks about in, in 1 John. And so what, what does that mean, anti-Christ spirit? It's, it's against God. And yeah. we see it. Don't we see it in, in the media? Don't we see it in our, our culture today? Mm-hmm. Anti means against Christ. Christ. Right. And that's why the things of Christ have been taken out of so many platforms. And all the been, false Christ have been, come. been taken out of schools, yeah. public forums, courtrooms, yeah. you know, different television shows and stuff like that. And it goes on the other side. That's everything that is against the Lord, Lord everything that yeah. is against Christ. You're seeing that battle already. And w- w- I think one thing with this whole pandemic, you're seeing how quick people will follow suit and listen to what is being spoken to them. If you can tell me that I can go now, I can leave my house, I can make a living for myself mm-hmm. if I do this, mm-hmm. and I don't have like the Spirit of God you know, working in, in me, you're gonna, you'll fall for it. People will fall for it for sure. You know, I'm just, this is just my opinion. Yeah. But with, with that said, like I've looked at like, I'm, I'm watching the pulse of culture in the world, mm-hmm. what's going on. And at, when I'm comparing it to, because I always, I don't get lost in YouTube films or conspiracy or anything like yeah. that. I look at what's happening in culture and I read the Bible mm-hmm. and I judge what's happening and what I'm seeing in front of me to the Bible. And, you know, when we hear about this one world government and we're going to get into all that stuff after the break and, you know, when, when, it, get, when, when it gets really crazy yeah. with the Antichrist and all that. But right now, when you look at a one world order and control, mm-hmm. when I'm looking at what's happening in the culture right now. The whole world just got shut down overnight. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. We're in America. We have freedom. We didn't They're like, that. stay home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, people don't shake hands. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the it's government. The them. governments have the power. world control right now. Yeah. This is the first time in history we've yeah. ever seen yeah. anything to where the whole place got shut down. To now, when you read Revelations, you're like, oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like more totally than ever right now. Oh, a world, a one world government will come in. Yep. He'll, he'll get rid of the cash. It'll yep. be a one one one, uh, one world uh, monetary, monetary system. system. Yep. Okay, we got the chip. We got the Bitcoin. We got all these things Everything's in place. Everything's in place. Yeah. Everything's already lined up. Yeah. Like I could see this happening like mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. 
yeah, exactly. And when you bring up the Antichrist too, one yeah. of the other things is the religion. People will look at religion as a bad yeah. thing in the culture. They'd be like, man, the Christians, you know, they're closed-minded, they're old school or whatever, or to the Muslims, like all the stuff that they have done. Or you look at different cults. So you look at maybe the Roman Catholic Church has been corrupt and all the that seven kind of hills stuff. in Rome. Well, did you, wait, did you read about um, the UN? There was an article that got sent to me and UN is trying to be the the main like they're they want to run all the religions through them and they want oh they want to re-edit the books, all the holy books, so everything coexists. Yeah. Crazy. The UN. I got I gotta look at that article. I think David Hillman sent it uh yeah. uh to us. So okay, so leading up to this point, because we're gonna get into it right after the break. Leading up to this point, we're talking about the Christian, the lukewarm Christian, and the Christians that the church we believe that the church will be taken just from like God, every time there was always judgment, he always took care of his church. And then the Antichrist will show up, and he's going to build the temple for the Jews mm-hmm. right next to the, um, what the, the Scripture says, the temple will be built right next to the, the right where the, yeah. the Muslim temple uh-huh. is. It says right on the, out, uh-huh. the outside of the quarters will be the Dome the of the Rock. Yes. <laughs> so it's in the Bible. It's already prophesied it will happen. So it's going to happen. The Jews will think he is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And we will get back to you guys right after the break. I do want to plug. Um, go to the whosoevers.com. Um, right now, we, uh, we are in a situation where we're not touring schools right at the moment. But we got tons of invites. Right now, we're getting more invites than ever right now. People are like, when this thing's done, you need to come to our country. We got all over the United States, South America, Africa hit us up, Europe, Australia. Connect with us. We actually just produced a sick, great commission film, which I think everyone needs to watch this because when we come out of this pandemic uh, or just when we're able to leave our house, this is when the great commission is going to be the most important to reach people. You will be inspired. You will be encouraged. You will see the Bible come to life and you will see ordinary men do extraordinary things through the work of the Holy Ghost. If you want to donate to the cause to help keep us uh, up and running to keep uh, moving the meter, Please do. And uh, remember, go to the whosoevers.com. We have, uh, you could download the app on the App Store, get all our past radio shows, and just stay connected. My dad, Raul Reese. You could go to, what is it, Somebody Loves You? CalvaryGS.org uh, Calvary is for the church, and there's so much uh, stuff that is there, but also at SomebodyLovesYou.com. Uh, You're able to be linked to his YouTube, his daily radio program, and all the other content that's there. There's tons of it. Yeah, so I guess we'll catch you right after the break, and I'm going to eat these chocolates. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I think I speak for the entire administration when I say Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say we didn't warn you. Loud noises! Alright, we are back from the break and check this out. Right before the break, I was talking to my dad, Raul Reese, from Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar and Sean McKeon. We were talking about the rapture stuff. So if you didn't hear, definitely tune in, find the app, or go to the whosoevers.com and get the past show. But where we left off is that now the Antichrist, the church is taken. The Antichrist arises. He's a world government. There's a one world monetary system. People are getting chipped. It says 
or getting these marks, and now we live in 2020. Obviously, it sound, sounds like a chip. And then with the whole Bill Gates thing that just launched, mm-hmm. too, it's even more so. It's going to be a chip, obviously. Um, they build, he builds a temple for the Jews, mm-hmm. and the Jews are expecting the Messiah to come because mm-hmm. they miss Jesus, the right. first Messiah. So then he rises, he builds their temple, and then there's like world peace for like three years. Mm-hmm. Right? But he has 144,000 that are Jews that are coming to preach the gospel. Now, those guys virgins. are in, those guys have left and they're in a safe zone, these mm-hmm. Jews that are mm-hmm. all virgins and, mm-hmm. and, and they're waiting yeah. to, they're like the revivalists yes. of the last times, yes. but they're being set aside. But what's happening with the mainstream world right now? The mainstream world, remember the Antichrist has a helper too. The false prophet. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. That. So what happens? There's this the religions right now that, I'm not, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but we believe that uh, Rome will be a big, big help to the Antichrist, which means the Pope rules, mm-hmm. you know, and the Antichrist wants somebody to assist him. So they think there's there's yes the, ideas that ideas. the that Muslims and Catholic Church. So they, you, they, people believe that mm-hmm. the Pope could be the, the false prophet. prophet. Yes, because he's worldwide. But also, it could be this Pope or another. Right. Pope. But also, the Muslims, you know, they behead people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the Muslims can be, you know, not only they, their goal is to take over the world. Mm-hmm. That's their goal. Yeah. You know, a lot of them come to Christ, which is so neat. But the Muslims have a lot of power. There is a revival happening mm-hmm. with the Muslims. Yes, sure. totally. Yeah. And so the Catholic Church today, the 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 Pope is ruling right now. Mm-hmm. He's a total, I mean, antichrist. Man, he's totally. Really? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, he he's changing all the orders in the Catholic Church. Really? Yeah. yeah very liberal. Oh yeah, big liberal. time. Liberal. Oh, yeah. yeah, liberal, fully liberal. Yeah. So the Catholic Church is worried about that. You know. So uh, according to the Scripture, the Book of Revelation, there That's is going to be that assistant in Revelation yeah. thirteen that is going to help the antichrist. The antichrist is going to receive a mortal head wound. That wait. You know what? Sorry, yeah. Dad. I know. No. I'm just thinking about this whole Pope thing. That's true because he's he's like this icon uh-huh. in all the different uh-huh. countries. He has this power. He yeah. has power and reach yeah. uh-huh. to get in front of anyone and meet with any mm-hmm. world leaders or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah, and so the Antichrist is going to have this guy ruling with him. And then all of a sudden, according to Revelation, he's going to receive a moral head wound. Yeah, we don't know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he makes a statue of him. And they begin to worship that statue. Who makes statues? Mm, yeah. The Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. They worship idols. Wait, wait. Who's going to get shot in the head? The, the Antichrist? The Antichrist. Will get shot in the head. He's going to have a, re- a, re- a mortal head wound. And then and then they're going to make a statue. Oh, no. And then he's going to raise from the dead. And then they're going to make yeah, a statue. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, if you go there to the Pope yeah, or to yeah. the, uh, the, Vatican, the Vatican, it's all statues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We wouldn't remember. I mean, it was horrible in there, man. They had the, the uh, Diana, the goddess, remember, in, in the Catholic Church. No way. Yeah. With all the breasts. We no the way. They thing. had her in there? Yes. I haven't yes. been there, but he sent pictures. Yeah. Of those. Oh, I yeah. had to go with you guys. That yeah, day. totally. I mean, totally. So they're a big, a, a big religion. Yeah. You know, and, and between the Muslims and the Catholic Church, very powerful because they want to dominate the world. But with the Catholic Church, yeah. or with you know, yeah, with that, they're not. They're not like. Um, they're going more liberal, obviously, like you just said, but they're not threatening to hurt people. In Ryan, so I could see that as a as, in Ryan as in chapter eighteen, it yeah. talks about the seven hills which the Catholic Church is built upon. Right, right. You know, so I mean, it's it's pretty pretty heavy. Okay, so now uh, 
He gets shot. Mm-hmm. People start worshiping him because he raises from the dead. He also says he'll do signs and wonders in the sky. Yes. Like, what the heck yes. is he going to do? Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, because if he raises from the dead, people are going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. And then he starts calling fire from heaven or doing things, signs in the sky. Yeah. People got to be, they, I mean, people are going to be tripping well, out. Going, oh, yeah. This is like the real deal here. And that's what the Bible says, I believe, in Second Thessalonians 2, where it's like, yeah. he's going to use these signs and wonders because people are like, wow, he must be special, mm-hmm. and they're going to follow him. Yeah. People are going to be, it's going to affirm to them, wow, he can do these signs and wonders, he can do all these kind of things, therefore, he must be the real deal. He well, think about this, let's go back to Jesus' days. Be- because Jesus did the signs and wonders, that, that, that opened people's eyes that, that would follow him. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, whoa, what the heck, like, mm-hmm. this, is, this guy is... God, this guy yeah. is the Messiah. Yeah. So now the church is gone. Now the false Messiah rises, the Antichrist, and then he's the, he's always Satan always does the counterfeit stuff. Yeah. So now he's yeah. doing the signs and wonders, and now the church is gone, and now all the people that are here they're just going to follow this guy. Yeah, and Jesus talks about many false prophets coming. In First John, he talks about all these false prophets coming. That's just a preview of what's going to take place when the real false prophets. So they're talking about all the people up to now. Because, I mean, we were watching, um, I'm just, Dad, I'm just breaking these things oh, down yeah, yeah. one thing at a time. Yeah. We were watching yesterday on, like, Vice has a, uh, a Jesus guy that lives in, remember he lives in the hills? Did you watch that one on I Vice? I watched it, the one that you just sent You got to watch that one. Yeah, so this no, guy looks I like Jesus, it. or like, yeah. you know, knock off yeah. of Jesus, and people go to worship him mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, another false Jesus that would get 666 tattooed on his head mm-hmm. from Miami. Yeah. All these false prophets. Yeah. No, he's And cool. these cults, and David Koresh. David yeah. Koresh, that's on Netflix. Have you seen that? No. Uh-uh. You, you know who David Koresh is, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let me, he, he was the Lamb of God. He this says. breaks it down real simple. Yeah. You got to hear it because it's on the same line. It's in 2 Thessalonians. Or second, read the whole chapter, yeah. chapter yeah. 2, but just listen to this part. This is speaking about the Antichrist. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, mm-hmm. with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth. He's talking about the people that are going to be living at that time. They rejected the truth, and they actually believe a lie, that they might be saved. And for, and for this reason, God will send strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they should be condemned who do not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So basically... Um, the Antichrist, he's going to be deceiving with all this unrighteous deception. And then it's going to be for those that have rejected the truth. The church is taken out of the way. Mm-hmm. So those that the truth is being spoken to you. And mm-hmm. I remember Jesus said that um, in the Gospels, it says, I am right before you. Mm-hmm. You're rejecting me as the truth. But in the future, he's saying to the Pharisees, you are going to accept him. And he spit, was in reference to the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You reject the truth. You accept the lie. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to be taking place in the world with the Antichrist. You're going to think like he has all these solutions. The Jewish people are going to think he has the solutions. Be able to, to build this, uh, build a temple again, which they want, like you were mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. in that three and a half years. And it's at that moment, man, there's so much amazing. You go to the book of Daniel chapter 9. It tells oh, yeah. you exactly the lined up there. that in that what, middle of that time. That, you, could you do an overview of it? The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, are probably one of the most important verses of prophecy in the Bible. Because it's Daniel, and he's waiting upon God, and he gives him a picture of the future. 
everything that we've been talking about right now, you talked about the 77s. Uh, the word week in the Old Testament has reference to um, a seven-year period. And so let me just break down the simple part. There's a yeah, lot yeah, of detail, yeah. but yeah. the simple part of the Antichrist, we what have you were talking minutes, about. So. so if we are right in what we're saying about the pre-tribulation rapture, it would line up perfectly yep. because it would be um, a week in, in the book of Daniel, speaks of seven years. So if we right, say after weeks. the rapture starts a seven-year period, mm-hmm. in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 27, it says, and in the middle of that week, which would be three and a half years, mm-hmm. then he is going to be revealed, the abomination of desolation. He will stand in the place of the where the Jews worship and say, worship me, for mm-hmm. I am God. Mm-hmm. The Jewish people's eyes are going to be oh, open, open, and then that's when all hell is going to break loose yeah. on, upon the earth, where the city of Petra comes into play. It, it's crazy, as you're talking about all these other religions, the Jewish nation, God's people, God, right now we're in the church age, we're in the time of grace, and God's spirit is being poured out, but in the future, God is going to continue doing work in the nation of Israel. You know, what he said, too, I'll take you back to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1, Nehemiah's praying, he's never been to to, uh, Israel. You know, the walls need to be revealed, the gates. Mm-hmm. So he prays, and then the king in chapter 2 gives him permission. And that was uh, that was March 14, 445 B.C. So he goes, and what happens? Jesus enters Jerusalem on a donkey on April the 6th, 32 A.D. There's 490 years to be fulfilled. When Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem, 483 years out of the 490, which leaves, what, seven years. Seven years we've been living for 1,900 years. Years for that seven year period to what to be fulfilled hmm. imagine that mm-hmm. and we're here mm-hmm. we're here i mean like you said everything is building up mm-hmm. electronically and and even it even talks about like uh, uh i don't know i forget how it refers to it in in uh, the bible like moga Mo- russia it's russia and turkey and yeah, all magog. Those, magog yeah all those countries will come against mm-hmm. israel and what's so interesting is up to like i forget how many a couple of years ago Russia was, you know, was in Russia. But then, do you remember when they went into that Eastern Europe country mm-hmm. uh, recently? Um, remember they took over and there was this whole big old thing. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't think of it. Not, in, in the not, news. not I, Lithuania. Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of that one of the, the names of it. But anyway, they invaded. Yeah. A couple of years ago, they invaded. And then from there, once they got into that country, that even allowed them to even to bring uh, their submarines and ships into that, that water right there. And now they have a base in Damascus, yeah. which is like 250 miles away from yeah. Israel. Yeah. yeah, They weren't there before no. until they invaded that country mm-hmm. before. Because you would read the Bible and say, yeah. Russia's going to invade Israel. How are they going to invade Israel? They're not even close to yeah. them. When they invaded that country, well, I, does anyone know that country? Uh, we'll I'll have to look, look it up. No, they invaded that country. And remember, everyone was going, why? How, like That was before Trump yeah, was in yeah. power, but Obama didn't do anything. Yeah. They invaded. That led to them being able to move to Damascus and have an air base there. And now for them to have an air base that's only 250 miles away from Israel, for them to invade... Dude, yeah. it makes sense. When that. you see these things happen, when <laughs> yeah. time is near. It makes sense. Right Never before yeah. in the history of the Bible mm-hmm. would you would say, how are they going to invade? Yep. They're there now. Oh, yeah. And, and see, uh, 250 Iraq. miles. How, yeah. how far is that? That's like... Uh, how, ma- how many miles? That's like LA to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two hour, two uh-huh. hour drive yeah. on a plane. 
Boom, 10 yeah. minutes. Bam. And that's, that's it, how close they are. And yeah. that's when it goes into prophecy. You, yeah. Chuck Smith used to say, your dad says it too. Keep your eyes on Israel. Yeah. Israel is a small, the key. small nation. Yeah. They're surrounded by their enemies. They are surrounded by enemies all around them. And they win. And they win because, <laughs> they win. because God's with them. Well, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk more about that. So, okay, so now all of a sudden it gets crazy. Um, the you know the revelations talks about the seal starting to open and now world peace ends because the antichrist walks in to the temple and he says bow down and worship me and the Jews are like boom at that point they have an awakening mm-hmm. the veil comes off oh my gosh this is not the Messiah it was Jesus Christ now they run they run or he now actually judgment starts coming out on the earth and there's what what are the judgments I know that like. At one point, it says in Revelations 9, uh, 6 to 8, it says, In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like golden crowns on their heads, and their faces looked like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like lions. And they this is what where they believed, like going back to like those those demons that... Back in Genesis, that um, left their estate and had sex with the women. They had the Nephilims that they, they're so evil that they've been held down in the pit for the last days. They are let out of the pit, they believe, and they will start torturing people for, for months. Yeah. And people will try to commit suicide and they can't die. And they'll be tortured by these demonic beings. Mm. And think of those demons that are there in Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, in the now. So, wait, yeah, because there's, okay, so those are the same ones, right? The ones that are in Iraq, it yeah. talks about that's mm-hmm. that's the ones it talks about in Jude yes. and in Genesis, right? Yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about those so people well, could hear about there's that. There's these uh, angel uh, <laughs> demons, you know, locked up in uh, there in Iraq, you know, and, and um, I'm trying to think of the, the Euphrates River, Euphrates. and so these things will never be let loose until God in the Book of Revelation allows them to be loose, and people wish they would have never been let loose because when you read the book of revelation these these demons are going to do heavy heavy work in the world and one of the things that god will do when they come out that's why people's uh death will flee because god imagine committing suicide yeah you pull the trigger and you can't go nowhere yeah the torment Uh, you know and the way god has his angels to protect uh, to protect and to fight against these demons uh, so for me right now like you said things are being prepared in such a way mm. that right now i mean i would say at any time for the rapture time yeah at any time anything look what look what happened right now Uh we didn't expect that what's next it's going to lock up our you know our the people Mm -hmm. you know in homes that they can leave maybe six months nine months because it's terrible well that's going to happen in the nuclear warfare Mm -hmm. you can't go nowhere yeah you know and these are the things right now that god is speaking to us about and we need to be ready and we need to teach the people and preach to people You know, when you're looking at the book of Revelation, a lot of people, they get excited going through the book of Revelation. Some people are scared to go through the Revelation because maybe it's confusing for them. Um, but everything that we're talking about right th- right now, you know, in the first three chapters in the book of Revelation, it speaks about the seven churches. And uh, there's exhortations of actual churches there, but also can actually be a picture of church history as well. And even into a believer's life, there's a lot of lessons there. 
Chapter 4 speaks about the rapture of the church. Mm-hmm. And then when you get into chapter 6, chapter 6 to 18, right, Ralph? Yes. Is the tribulation period. So everything yep. that you're talking about, all those things, that's all during that tribulation mm-hmm. period from chapter 6 all the way all the to way. chapter 18. And the things that you see there, pestilence, famines, like horrible mm-hmm. famines. There's going to be death. There's going to be the the worst the things that come yeah. upon mm-hmm. the earth than we've ever seen yeah. in the human oceans history. Where the fish will die, and that means it's going to be. So this is the deal. You don't want to be here. You don't want. To be here. <laughs> no, you don't want to be. Here. I'm not trying to get my head cut off, <laughs> and I'm. You know, you'll have to get the mark of the beast. They refer to it as the yeah. chip. Um, I'm not going to get chipped, so that means you have to get your head cut off. And if you're like hiding from people, that means you got to go camp. And I don't like camping, <laughs> so um, I'm going to no go. Glamping. There's no I, glamping. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to do the whole camping thing, hiding out like Red Dawn, you know, living off the land. I don't think so. So, in light of all this, you know, the whole thing is that you want to go. You want to. You want to have a relationship with God. Yes. Because what's the most important right now is that we reach people for Christ. That's it. Because Jesus is coming. I don't know. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could mean 20 years, 30 years. But we know the signs of the times. Things are happening. Like I I spoke at the Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference. I did this message called Wake Up. You guys can look it up on YouTube or the app. But it was about the signs and the times. And and I just said, you know, if we weren't in the last days, once that Dr. Oz video came out on national television that showed, hey, we could get the microchip in our right hand. And it shows them uh, buying stuff at the grocery store. And all that stuff, it could open your car door, it could hold your bank account, all the stuff. Everything. I said, if we weren't in the, in, the, in the last days, I said, we've entered them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, even what's going on with the new chip that Mike, uh, Bill Gates has put out, the pestilence worldwide, mm-hmm. the Congress is trying to get rid of all cash. Yeah. Talks about it in the Bible, it'll be a one world government or a one world monetary system. Dude, it's all there. The time, it's now truly time to wake up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, yeah. I mean, we just got to really pray for people to really be to wake up. The church needs a revival, and like leaders need a revival. You know, we need pastors to wake up before the people wake up. Yeah, because the pastors are sleeping. You know what? They're afraid not to get some money. They're afraid of their church leaving because you know they're not entertaining anymore. So they really don't want to study God's. It takes time to study God's word. It does. You know, it takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes prayer uh-huh. and time to get the message from the Lord. Not your message. It has to be His message. You know what? You're right. It when I used to teach a lot. It your the preparation mm-hmm. to get the message. But you know, when you get the message and you go up and you speak it, it just hits people and people are just affected. Mm-hmm. Versus you see people get up and they just ramble yeah. and and just say stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's a whole. It's a whole different thing. And, and you know, that's why you want, to, uh, you want to meditate on the Word. Like the Bible says, you just sit there and you meditate and go, okay, God, I've read this scripture you know, tons of times, but what are you saying? What am I taking? How am I going to – how do you want me to expand this or how do you want me to break this down today yeah. for these people? And when you do, that's when you see and you know what? God moving. My Word will not return empty. Mm-hmm. God's Word goes into the heart. He pierces it. And then you, you have a will to say yes or no. To the word of God. Mm-hmm. We should look at this as an exciting time. Yeah. Heck you know, yeah. This, this is, is a exciting. time that out of all time in human exciting. history and church history, we have been fortunate to be able to live during this time. 
God's grace showered upon our lives that we, you know, we were set free from a lifestyle that had us in bondage for so many mm-hmm. years. He's given us the opportunity to do ministry, to do this radio show and all the, these kind of things. And then also to be able to see what's taking place in our nation so we can have vision for what God is going to do through our lives and the calling that he's placed upon our lives. Mm-hmm. Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And that's for everybody that's out there right now. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As we've been sh- sharing on these couple shows, like it's like, you want you don't want to waste this time. Mm-hmm. You want to let God do inventory on your life. You want to get things out of your life that is a distraction. You want to make sure that you're right before the Lord. That when you go to sleep at night, like I have peace with God. Like I don't have unfinished business with and people. Teaching your children, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm walking in holiness because there's freedom when you walk in holiness. It's not about rules no. and regulations. It's about having a relationship with the Lord. And that's the key. And that's what the, the church needs to see as well as you talk about the leaders. You know, judgment first comes to the church first. That's what the, yeah. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And where we can be uh, refocused and, and driven by the Lord. Lord, what do you want us to do? What is a distraction and what is legit ministry? Yeah. And I, we just want to do that. We don't want to get caught up in programs and stuff. This is the time when you're going to see you know, a shift in, in church, the way people do church and, and, and reach people because there's there's the people that are just all about the showboat and, and performing. It becomes a performance. And the people that are uh, the ones that are really doing ministry that can stand in these tough times. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just performing and the show's over, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everyone's at home. Oh, yeah. Close the doors. Yeah, the, the doors are closed. <laughs> yeah. there, there's no show. No. You know, and I don't know, you know, if you've tried to put on a show in front of cameras with, you know, no audience or whatever, but it just, there's no show there um, because you don't feed off the people, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is the time when the people that are, that are in it, that, that are, that God's going to use to, to arise during this time. It's not about the bells and whistles anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about the people that are truly giving the word because the word and the message, people that are having that revival, that's going to yeah. be the that's what's going to speak to people that are that are you actually see being thrown out. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it's it's that simple. So uh, if you have if you just tuned in, I would suggest watching this show. Last week we did another show about the signs of the times. This show is um, about the the rapture and end times. So I would watch the two shows together. They're both with a. Uh, Raul Reese, my dad at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, and Sean McKeon. You know Sean, obviously, from here. Uh, he's on here a lot. All the past shows are at thewhosoevers.com. Uh, you guys go to the Whosoevers and watch our new video. It's called uh, The Whosoevers Kill the Noise Tour. It's about the Great Commission. Go watch it. This, this video, it's the timing of this video right now. Right now, we all need to come out of this. From now until Jesus comes, live in the Great Commission. And that's what this video is. It's a discipleship film showing people that you can live the Great Commission, that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. It's just a work of His Holy Spirit. We have products on there. We have, um, I don't know, donate, do whatever you want to do, but get tuned in. Is there anything that you guys want to plug? The studies, studies here at the I church. I would say, you know, that you support the whosoever's mm-hmm. because you guys are doing a tremendous job and you're getting to the kids mm-hmm. churches don't get to the kids mm-hmm. you know they need to get to the kids and then you put them into the church so they can get rooted and grounded in the word of god then they can go to their friends and say hey you know what i found this place and this is what they're doing and then they get saved that's the great commission right yep. preach the gospel yep. 
of, uh, what does it say? Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commandments. Mm-hmm. And once they're done obeying their commandments, part of the commandment is to go back out and live the Great Commission mm-hmm. and make disciples of the nation. So yeah, yeah. that's the Great Commission yeah. is uh, reaching them, discipling them, baptizing them. Loving them. Like Nacho Libre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them. Um, I've been sprinkled. <laughs> but that being said, I was going to drop like the content. Like for your, your dad's been teaching for over 40, for oh, yeah, many, yeah. How, many years? 40, how many years? 48 years. 48 years. That's a, it? A long time. But anyway, if you go to uh, somebodylovesyou.com, you'll be able to uh, see all the different aspects. You can hear Pastor Raul on the radio uh, daily at the Somebody Loves You, a daily radio program. But also, you're able to get, have a link to go to the Somebody Loves You YouTube Worldwide, yep. which is dropping daily shows yep. Monday, uh, Sunday, all the way till yep. Friday. Uh, a lot of great content to encourage you on your walk with God. Raul does a show during the week as well. So make sure you check out all that stuff. Follow his YouTube. Follow all the YouTube, all the social media platforms will continue he has books tons of books and again that's at somebodylovesyou.com bunch of books bunch of apparel all these things that will just bless you and your family so check it out yeah so we will be talking to you guys next week i'm going to pray for everyone lord in jesus name i pray that you just touch everyone that's listening to this god encounter encounter them now with the power of the holy ghost just fall on them right now in jesus name just pray that you fill them wash them with the living water cleanse them with the blood that was shed on the cross speak to them god lord speak to them right now give them their marching orders and use them in these times to reach as many people for Christ. Let them have a revival, God. Let them encounter the living water, the Holy Ghost, inside of them right now, moving in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peace. with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Well, the physician comes in and says, tells this lovely couple, hey, your son's not going to make it. But there's a young girl here in the hospital who just delivered a baby girl and she's given her up. She's going to leave her here. Do you want her instead? That was chart topper Ryan Stevenson sharing a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.